Okay, hi. Oh wait, let me do this. Uh, the, there we go. Mm. Okay, now we're recording. Yeah. Um. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the first edition of Jamie and Mariah in the studio. First and last. <laughs> you can do it again whenever you want. Um. Yeah. So. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, it's the morning, so we're both kind of exhausted. Um, yeah, you had a good night last night. I just went home, right? <laughs> I love you. I love you looking at me for confirmation. Did I, you? You guys went out? Yeah, yeah but I, I'm not drinking at the moment, so nice. I'm fine, but my voice sounds like I've been drinking. <laughs> I don't know what's gone on. Overnight, I've gone from like... Did you sleep enough? 50 to 75. What? Did you sleep enough? Yeah. I, my voice, I just have issues. I think I've like permanently ruined my vocal cords. And you know, you just have like a sexy, smoky voice. You're no, like, no, no. I, I like that is the base. And then I've done permanent damage. No, but you're like Miley Cyrus. Oh, that's the worst <laughs> thing you could say to me. I can't stand her. Her mouth is bigger than her entire head. I love her. I oh have a crush God. on her. Um, all right. So we're here to talk about your comedy um, because you're headlining the spotlight this Saturday. Um, I'm hosting, so it's going to be a really fun one. Um, so basically, um, we're, I have some questions for you, and we'll just – We'll chat it out. Okay. All right. All right. So um, <clears throat> let's talk about comedy. So like what what got you started in comedy? And um, um, yeah, how, how did you start doing stand-up? Um, it was by accident, I guess. Uh, so my friend Daisy, she worked with Patrick Beverly, who at the time ran Atomic, which was like one of the main English open mics here. So she worked with him, and she's a very supportive person. So, of course, he probably mentioned that he ran the show. She went to the show, and then she'd mentioned to me, like, oh, have you ever been to, like, a comedy show before? And I said no. And she's like, have you ever thought of trying it? I think you'd be really good at it. I think you're funnier than a lot of the people that were on stage. And I was like, no, I'm not really interested. And she's like, well, come to one show with me, and, um, you know, then you decide. So I went to the show, and I – Saw to this day, it's still probably one of the worst bombs I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I'm not going to name who it is. I remember very clearly, <sighs> and I honestly was like, "That looks like the worst thing that's ever happened in the universe." <laughs> and I said, I, ne- "I just, ne- I never want to do that." Um, to this day, it's still one of the worst bombs I've literally ever seen. Um, and I, I actually thought, like, that was a terrible frame of reference because I thought that that was what it was going to be like every time. Yeah. Um, and then there were some normal people, too, that didn't, uh, didn't eat shit. Yeah. Um, and then afterwards, she was like, oh, what are you thinking? I was like, oh, I never want to do that. She's like, oh, well, I already told Patrick that you were interested. And I was like, <laughs> you can't really sign me up for something. Um <laughs> And then he came over and he was like, oh, daisies are interested. I'm like, whatever. So he had signed me up for like two weeks later and then I ended up doing it and I literally fell on the stage. I have it on video (laughs) of me tripping on the stage, falling head first. No one had done that. I'm like, this is great. This is going so well. Um, Can you send me that video? No. And then (laughs) – I really want to – it was online. It was online. I was just like, this is fine. Um, And yeah, and then I – just ended up telling a story, and 
I think many people start off telling stories. It's like the easiest thing you can do. Mm-hmm. And it went really well. And I mean, I was like, I'm, I'm amazing. I'm a professional. I'm this is what I was born to do. And then I quickly realized soon after that it was really hard work. And I was like, never mind. And then it was like this like love hate toxic relationship with comedy for like the first couple of years where I'd be like, I can't stay away, but I don't want to be here. And yeah, so I would do it like once a month and I have to like gear myself up. I had horrible stage fright. <laughs> it was it was a tumultuous affair. <laughs> It's really funny. Um, do you think that comes from like your your history that you're like into toxic relationships with comedy? Wow. Okay. Way to roast me. Can't roast me at ten in the morning. Um, well, I mean, I think anyone who does comedy is searching for some sort of high because that's what comedy kind of gives you. Yeah. There is no better high than sitting in a room. Well, standing in a room full of people and you kind of control them you make them laugh yeah that's like an amazing feeling yeah when you have them like in your pocket it's just like that's the best um oh i sound like a man right now (laughs) do you hear this (laughs) um yeah that's awesome um yeah i've it's actually funny because talking to Stuart and a couple other people um they're always like yeah my first set was amazing And I come away being like, that was the best. I had the same experience here. And then second set, just total bomb. No, for me, I don't know. No, mine was good, but I was doing like different stuff. I do, you know, like when you first start out and you're like, I'm saying everything I've ever wanted to say and I can never repeat anything because five people saw it. And yeah, now that five people have seen it, I can't repeat. Yeah. which is so so stupid, but you see it like it, it continues. Now I've been doing the same jokes for years, but um, I mean, if the old me could see me now, she'd be ashamed. But yeah, so like I mean, anytime I, I think that was the, I think that was the thing is when I was doing something for the first time, mm-hmm. and I was doing it at Atomic, which was notorious for having a very friendly audience. Mm-hmm. But when I was doing something for the first time, it was like exciting for me, and so I think I. I just kind of didn't care as much about the feedback right. from the audience, um, which sometimes is a good thing and can work in your favor. But obviously, it is a symbiotic relationship. Um, but then when I would try to do things a second time, I was expecting the same reaction as I'd gotten the first time. And it would never was the same reaction twice. Right. And so then it would throw me off. Um, so, yeah, I, I had to learn the hard way that it was really, really hard. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about it? My favorite? Um, I don't know. I think sometimes it's like just noticing your people. Like, because mm. you, you say thoughts and you're like, surely no one else is going to be as weird as me and think the same thing or have gone through the same experiences as I have or whatever. And then you find when you find that person in the audience, that's like, and you realize, oh, I've just put into words something that they've been thinking that's really mm-hmm. cool because you feel like a mind reader, kind of. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And then you're like, oh, my God, do you think the same? Like, yeah. And then you're like, wow, my people. And it's, yeah, I think that's nice. Yeah, I love that. I love when you meet, like, I feel like it happened to us in Edinburgh where, like, certain people would vibe with each of us. I don't think anyone vibed with me in Edinburgh. People I'm going to be quite honest. <laughs> I don't think I did very you. well on either festival. Um, no, people definitely vibed with you. I don't, I don't feel that way they definitely did i think people vibe with me here 
Like, yeah. But Barcelona's special place to do comedy. I think everything is like a telenovela here, so it's like passion, you know? So everyone's <laughs> like, I don't know, they feel big feelings and they show you those feelings. Then you go to a place like the UK and it's like they suppress their feelings and mm-hmm. they'll sit there and they'll be like, mm, that was funny. I'm like, wow, did, <laughs> did you really feel that way? And they're like, I think it was pretty obvious how I felt. And it's like, really? <laughs> you looked constipated the whole time. Yeah, they'll be sitting there like, I'm like, you did great. And I'm like, what? I'm scared, like, of this reaction. Um, yeah, I just don't. But I'm also like that, to be honest. I'm a terrible audience member. That's fair. Yeah, I, I'm aware. Um, no, I'm kidding. Only for you. <laughs> you don't vibe with my comedy. No, of course I do. I wouldn't have sat through weeks of it had I not. Same. Vibed. I love your comedy. Thank you. Um, Yours is fine. Yeah, that's fine. I'll take <laughs> it. I've been roasting you. <laughs> Um. Yeah. I. Uh, so, like, your comedy. Let's talk about that. Like, what? What are? I guess, like, what are your favorite jokes you've been telling? Like, what do you think? What What kind of comedy or jokes do you think you will be doing on Saturday? Oh, that's a good question. Well, because like before, I, last time I did Spotlight, I only just had thirty minutes, so I didn't have a choice of right. what I was doing, and now I have. Pretty much an hour. You have an uh, hour. I do have an hour. Um, an hour of all – the thing is, I don't know if other people have the same experience, but I feel like when you have an hour, there's certain jokes that they don't work in like a five-minute set or even a ten-minute set. Like they only work after the crowd has gotten to know mm-hmm. you after 25 minutes. Um, and, yeah, there's some bits that I've just not figured out yet. Um, so I don't know what I'm, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm thinking because I know you and I are going to Tarragona to do our split hour there. Yeah. And I'm not going to change that. So ideally I'd want to do the other half of that hour, but then I'd have to figure out how to weave that all together. Um, because that's like, that's the fun part I think is <clears throat> Frankensteining mm-hmm. your bits and stitching them together and seeing how they fit. So, but of course, my favorite jokes, I, I mean, I like, I like some of my stories. Yeah. Yeah. Give I don't, me like like, a, I don't want to give too much away. Don't give too much away, but like. I mean, people have seen it, but. Yeah. Well, let's just say people call me poo girl. <laughs> I've had it happen where I was hosting um, Kelly's Anything Else, like the poetry show. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be serious. I'm supposed to be poetic. I'm supposed to be, I don't know, Kelly. <laughs> and uh, I had some people in the audience, and they're like whispering to her, like, shh, 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 is that, that's her, that's her. And I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and they're like, excuse me, are you poo girl? And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Unfortunately, I know exactly what you mean. And yes, I am. Um, but now is not the time. So yeah. That should be your superhero name. Poo girl? Yeah. Poo girl Could is be. coming. Could be. Wear a sexy brown <laughs> slash green outfit. Oh, actually, yeah. You kind of. I'm kind of doing it today. You're kind of doing it, She's and it's channeling poo girl, <laughs> <laughs> and with like the green in the room, so it looks black right now, but it, there's green behind us, so it's kind of like blending with the brown and the yeah, lighting. This is upset stomach green. <laughs> this is I've had too much Taco Bell green. <laughs> Taco Bell's amazing. You can never have too much. Um, oh, God. I love Taco Bell. Um, Your taste in fast food is 
very similar to your taste in men, I have to say. <laughs> You've chosen the worst of the worst to enjoy. It's true. I mean, in all fairness, though, actually, no, you have great taste in men. So Me? Yeah. Uh, no, I also have bad taste in men. So I don't know. The recent one is good. Good boy. <laughs> the recent one. Mm, which one? Let's uh, not. Let's not. Yeah, name I don't want to name names, but the I just, I just want them to know that there are multiple. Just kidding. It's not. There's not. There's nothing. The London one. Obviously. Listen, I bought a satisfier for a reason. Okay, <laughs> well, we're just gonna th- put that out there. Satisfiers are great. This this episode is sponsored by Satisfier. <laughs> it should be. Us. Please, Satisfier, sponsor us. Help female comedians. <laughs> Honestly, that would be such a cool partnership. Yeah. Let's reach out to Satisfier. I'm going to be like, dude, these funny women need help. Okay? All these Almost. men out here getting getting laid for being a little bit funny, and we're sitting here struggling. It's honestly insane to me how much male comedians don't have to be that hot. Oh, and they- first of all, they're not hot at all. <laughs> they're not attractive whatsoever. But they tell one joke, and girls are like, hee, 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 and then pants come off. It's insane. And then I'm And it's always, here. like, the hottest, like, youngest, like, 25-year-old. Because she doesn't know how broken they are. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's just so funny. And it's like, yeah, he's also, like, 60 years old. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. broke. Yeah, Barcelona. and he's told you that <laughs> yeah. in his comedy. And you're like, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, it never works for me. Like no, because flirting from the stage. Yeah, I, I've actually had it work once where I flirted from the stage with like a hot guy who turned out to be, um, he was like a, a professional sports better, and that's how he made what money. He like was like betting on sports. On sports. Yeah, is that even legal. Yeah, here it is. Yeah, really. Yeah, like in certain states in the U.S., it's not legal, but like here it is. Um, in London it is, in, like, in the what, UK. What sports betting. would he bet on? Everything. From, like, basketball to, like, soccer, golf, Damn. maybe, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tennis. tennis. I feel, like, I feel like that's a red flag. I feel like it wouldn't go for somebody that yeah. is Well, a, and we actually met gambler. up. We met up in the stock market bar, too. It's like. <laughs> oh, my God, the symbolism. And then imagine if you stayed with him and he, like, gambled your house away. That's oh, my insane. God. Yeah. No. No, no way, no way. Um, so yeah, it doesn't really work out anyway. Flirting from the stage. No, but. I mean I've gone on a couple of dates from. Yeah, you've gone that. on dates from comedy. Yeah, but then they realize that everything I say on stage is real, and they're like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> and I'm like, "You, I told you what this was, buddy." Yeah, like, oh, you actually are that fucked up. I'm like, like, yes, I am. <laughs> and I thought that you saw that and loved that about me, but I guess not. <laughs> well, okay. What's that sound? You was that? A, yeah, it was something outside. That was weird. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, I don't think you're too fucked up, though. That's coming from you, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if it was a more mentally stable person saying that, I'd be like, thank you. But coming from you, I'm like, of course you don't. <laughs> I'm so stable. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, how, how did you end up in Barcelona? Uh, well, it's a very unique story um, of coming here to teach English uh, because, you know, I'm super, super unique. Uh, yeah, I just came after college and I was like scared to get like a nine to five thing and be in the same company till I died. 
Yeah. I like I was having like a real crisis. Um, and so then, yeah, I just came here where people never grow up. Yep. And never have a nine to five job, never have stability. So I really went on the other side of the spectrum. And now as I get older, I'm like, wow, I would love a little bit of just a little bit of stability. Just a little. Just, just a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's Barcelona. Um, so, yeah, I just came here to teach English. And then I didn't – my first year I didn't do stand-up. And then I found it my second year. Cool. Yeah. It was yeah. nice. Um, what do you think of the Barcelona stand-up scene? Like I know you've traveled. We talked about – so last year Mariah and I did um, our split-hour show in the shit. Uh, we brought that to Brighton and Edinburgh. Um, but you've also performed and where have you performed and how does the Barcelona scene compare? Um, well, I feel like the places I've performed, it's not fair to compare them to Barcelona because I've performed in very weird places. Like just like random. Like where? Georgia was the first place I've ever, like not the state, the <laughs> country. Georgia was the first place that I'd performed at. Outside of Barcelona. That's so weird. Do they have a scene? No. I don't even I – I was weird. I was on like a, a couch surfing hike with this random dude because that's always safe. Yep. And we went – Oh, my God. You would have gotten as, murdered. No, I didn't though. It was – and I remember he said – like he was – he seemed – I'm not going to hike with somebody unless I'm like I'm pretty sure I could murder this person if I needed to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. And I mean judging by – how he was on this hike. I was like, oh, I thought I was out of shape. Buddy, you can't catch me if I run. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he, while, while we were walking up this mountain or whatever it was, he was like, try to, he was like trying to impress me. And he was like, yeah, you know, I do a little bit of stand-up. And I was like, oh, do you now? Uh, interesting, here in Georgia. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know. And I'm just like, wow, so cool. Um, and he gave me the details of the mic and I, went on and it was terrible uh <laughs> it's just not good um and then latvia and they like they don't really have they, they they're just starting actually it might have changed now but they treated me like i was a celebrity because <laughs> it was like it was actually quite interesting like they were just starting their scene and it was a bunch of people that had never done stand-up before so they were all like six months into stand-up Mm-hmm. teaching each other. <laughs> so, like, the blind leading the blind, kind of. Yeah. And um, running shows, which I you have to commend them because that's, like, so difficult. Like, you have no one that has experience, and you're like, I'm going to do this. Not in Russian, not in Latvian, but in English. And in, like, these little dingy bars. And so I went there, and I did uh, stand-up there. That was where I ended up in a sex dungeon eating a kebab yep. later on, which was interesting. Um, <laughs> when in Latvia. Yeah. No, but I'm still friends with um, some of the people from there. And one of them, he's been doing quite well. Oh, I mean, good. he's been, like, surpassing me, I mean, with everything. Not that it's a competition, <laughs> but he's been, like, you know, his trajectory has been really taken off. Um, I'm trying to get him to come out to Barcelona and perform. So Latvia. Cool. Romania. Obviously, yeah. but that's oh, yeah. We did the Romanian TV oh, that's, show. Um, <laughs> wow, that was mm, interesting. I almost quit stand up after that. I was like, yeah, I don't. I I'm done. Um, yeah, don't don't look us up, people, because wow. I said natural makeup, and yeah, I looked like us. Mrs. Potato Head at the like no joke. 
Literally. You looked really pretty, though. No, no. I looked like Mrs. No, Potato Head. My eyeliner was out to my temples. Let me compliment you. <laughs> I appreciate that, but um, no. And yeah, they hated me over there. Yeah. They said I was too dark. You still I, made it through a couple rounds. Yeah, but that's it was by default. It was <laughs> it was mm, I think they were like, How can we get how can we get rid of her? Um so yeah. So bad that I lost to a singer <laughs> who didn't do stand up, who did twelve minutes when we were supposed to do five and he got maybe three laughs that whole time. Was it what's his name? Johnny Romano. Yeah. Yeah. I met him. Um so yeah, so that, I, I, that's how much they hated me. That they're like, we're gonna choose this guy over. <laughs> um, so yeah, Romania. Yeah, it was like Romania, Latvia, Georgia, and I don't know if I've done comedy anywhere else. Just like yeah. it's just they're very random. Those places. are such random. They're places. not like places where people are like yeah, no. the scene in Latvia is really pick up. <laughs> like no, so it's. Super random. But you're going soon to some of that. You're going to Prague and Berlin. Berlin, Yeah, I'm going to do that in February. Um, Oh, I mean, I've done London, obviously, but that doesn't really, I mean, doesn't really count. I'll be going back to London at some point as well. Um, Yeah. But just, it's been random. Very random. Super random. Mm. You're so random. I know. Um, Oh, my God. Look at me. Oh, my God. You're, like, so random. Um, Have you ever done a set in Spanish? <laughs> no, <laughs> it would be like. Have you seen that video of Kevin Hart speaking Spanish? No. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite videos of all time. He's like, "Hola, me llamo Kevin. Uno, dos, tres, cinco." <laughs> and that would be me. Um, no, I almost did because Mara ran like a yeah. show once, and I remember I was like trying to translate my stuff over. And at the time, I was dating a native Spanish speaker, so I was kind of, like, running things by him. Yeah. And he was, like, really trying to encourage me to do it. But I'm like, I already barely make sense in English. And I get so nervous before I go on stage still Mm -hmm. that I don't know if I could, like, get the balls to to do it in another language. I'm I'm already scared speaking Spanish in, like— Normal situations, never mind in front of people. <laughs> yeah, like what, on stage. What, have you, what about you? Have you done? No. Oh, God, no. Your Spanish is better than mine, though. Yeah, but I've I've been here for considerably <laughs> longer. It should be. And it's still yeah. not good. Yeah, I think I'm um, my whole, like, this year I'm going to take some more lessons now that I'm freelance again. Mm. So I think I'm, like, once I get settled uh, with my visa and apartment stuff and mm. all of that, then I'll... Do more lessons, and then hopefully by the end of the year, I can do a little set in Spanish. Mm. No, that'd be cool. We should do it. Um, no, you should Me? do it. No, you I, should do it. Too much stress. You could do it. I know. I have faith. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna switch it up. Um, who are your favorite comedians? Like, who inspires you? And you can it, it could be anyone. Someone famous. Someone local. Someone around Europe. Anyone. Um. Well, I like Sarah Silverman. I've always liked I, I mean, her, her stuff makes me just, I don't know. I, I rarely laugh out loud. Mm-hmm. And there's only a couple of Netflix specials that have made me, like, laugh out loud. Um, because I'm, like I said, I'm a terrible audience member. I think something's funny. And yeah. 
Netflix specials are also weird, though, because you're, like, watching them alone at home. Yeah, and and also it's, like, I know half the time if they told those jokes in a dingy basement in Barcelona or wherever that they would not get that reaction. And, like, a lot of times I'm, like, you're literally only getting that reaction because of you are mm-hmm. uh, obviously they have earned that but i'm just like mm, this is even real well um, that's a real thing that like big comedians who are, are doing stadiums even you know like madison square garden and whatnot is like that's a very common thing where their their comedy as they get more famous gets worse because they're just getting better audiences and people mm-hmm. that just are paying a lot of money to see them so they're gonna laugh no matter what yeah no well i mean you've you've earned that i suppose but sometimes it just it do- doesn't feel real. Um, so Sarah Silverman, I love Taylor Tomlinson. I think yeah. she's she's the person that I if I'm like oh I need to do some writing and I need to get inspired or try to like I don't know get my brain in creative mode I'll watch her because I feel like her style is very much something that I not try to emulate but I feel like I I'm into her, her style. And I mm-hmm. think it's closest probably to mine. Um, and so I like I like watching her stuff. Totally. Um, simply because her writing is really, really good. And it informs some of the things that I try to do. Because she talks about things where I'm like, that's not inherently funny. Mm-hmm. Um, which are things that, like, I do too. Because I have, like, a morbid sense of humor. So I think it's interesting how she turns these types of not taboo topics, but, like, things that you wouldn't normally laugh at into something that's funny. So, yeah. like, her... Um, recently been watching a lot of, like, Jordan Jensen stuff. Like, her crowd work is insane. It's so funny and just, like, weird. I haven't and, seen her. Oh, it's, it her. makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> like, I posted it the other day on um, my... On your story. On my story. And it was, like... It was something... It was, like, a joke that I would have made, which is why I thought it was really funny. It was, like, her being, like, you know... Um, saying, like, she, someone had forced her to go to the hospital because she would have just let herself die. <laughs> and she and she was just saying, like, um, you know, like, people say, like, you have to love yourself. It's like, I don't have to love this bitch. I hate this bitch. I'm oh, not yeah, going to hurt her. Uh, like, I'll keep her alive, I guess, but I don't have to love her. It's, and, that, and that's very much something that I would say. Um, <laughs> it so is. I've been watching a lot of those videos <laughs> online. <laughs> And uh, for men, oh, that's hard to say. Um, you don't have to like any men. I don't, really. Um, no, I find I'm a bad comic because I would say I don't watch stand-up as much as I should. I don't I watch amateurs. I watch us. And I'm like, I love us. Who do you love? Who do you love here? Um, no, I mean, I love everybody uh, equally, uh, <laughs> obviously. No, no. People that I find really funny um, are either people that are, like, vastly different Mm-hmm. From me, where I'm like, what, what happened <laughs> in your brain? Um, or people that are similar to me. So I remember the first time I saw Marnie on stage, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, she's just so poised, and like, she just, I don't know, I just felt like she was like made to be up there. And it was like, yeah. it was only after I'd been on stage like once. And I used to go to craft, and craft was where dreams went to die. Yep. And I was, like, sitting in the crowd, and she just was, like, I mean, you know, that was a tough room. So she And she was, like, really handling that room. And I was, like, wow, I want to be like that. And I, you know, was walking out, and I was, like, great job. And she was, like, thanks. 
And then my second set ever that I did, she was in the audience. And when I was leaving, she was like, have we met? And I'm like, gotcha, bitch. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, I'm going to be friends with her. Um, oh, that sounds creepy. And now that you know her well, you're like, meh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no. I'm kidding. No, um, no, but of course, I think Marnie's very funny. I think everyone's funny in their own ways, for yeah. sure. Um, Luke is just, <laughs> I have to love Luke simply because we're also from the same place, same neighborhood, everything. Um, but Luke is just, makes me laugh in every single context all the time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I find Luke incredibly funny, um, even when he's not trying to be, where I'm like, is this offensive that I'm laughing at you? Um, but he he knows it. I think he'd rather be laughed at. Yeah, for than, sure. Than not. For sure. Um, you should have seen corn. Oh, my God. I saw whatever video that was, and I'm like, I'm scared. Um, That's so funny. But I like everything he does, like I, everything. Um yeah, so Luke makes me laugh incredibly hard. Andy makes me laugh, too. Yeah. And same. Andy's one of those people where I'm like, we, our brains are hardwired completely differently. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why I find you funny, because we our, our sense of humor is really not mm-hmm. the same at all. Like, I could never even see myself doing the type of stuff that he does. But that's why I think I like it, because it's, like, so far out of the scope yeah. of, like, what I could even fathom and I'm just like what the hell happened <laughs> what happened I feel that with with Andy for sure yeah. like I, I love his comedy and I'm like how do you get there like how yeah. did you although I think you have maybe like a similar joke um about OCD which is the intrusive because he does a lot of stuff about intrusive he does thoughts. which is yeah um and you have that new one <laughs> yeah no I mean so the, the thing is it's not new those jokes are old. I Basically what I did when I was trying to like come up with an hour was I was like, do I have an hour? I don't know if I really have that. And so what I ended up doing was I took the best bits that I really, really liked, the best mm-hmm. jokes that, that I loved from my first like five sets that I've mm-hmm. never done again. Um, I've never done those sets. Like, I mean, I haven't done them in years because the, the, the majority set didn't work. It right. was just like this one killer joke that got an applause break. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a professional. I'm amazing. <laughs> um, in reality, the, no one was laughing for like five minutes and they would laugh at that one thing. And I was like, that's a win. Um, but I didn't want to throw those jokes out. So I tried to just find a way to like bring them back. Mm-hmm. And that joke is an old joke that I brought back from like my Love third that. ever set. So that even that in that five minute bit where I've put that in there, there are two jokes from my first like three sets. Amazing. And the rest of the set is buried, but those jokes I was like, I'm gonna salvage these jokes because I just really like them. Yeah, and I think I, I honestly think it's like because actually Stuart said the same thing where he's recently been going back to old jokes and like reinvigorating them, mm-hmm. giving them new life. I think that's a cool thing you can do. Mm. Um. Once you have been doing comedy for a bit, Hold on. Yeah. I'm gonna just read this. Cuts off at thirty minutes, so I'm just gonna mm. record again. It's just transcription. It's just easier. Um, okay. Haha! I've tricked the system. Okay. Um, <laughs> free version <laughs> sponsored by Otter AI. <laughs> AI is not taking my job yet. Um, it's helping me. 
Um, yeah, that's cool. I love that. Um, I like that joke too. It's fun. Thank you. Um, cool. Um, I just have a little more, I just have a little more. What's your, what's your writing process like? Mm, That's hard to say. I mean, I don't think I have a particular process. I should do, but I, I'm lazy. Um, I guess I just, and it's the same way because like, even, I don't know, because you are a writer as well. Um, you usually get paid for it. Uh, but, like, when I was, when I had to write, I don't know, poetry or something, I would, I just felt like the ones that I, like, tried to force out of me were never good. It was always things that I was, like, inspired to write where I'm like, I need to write this down now mm-hmm. uh, that I really liked. Um, and that, those moments are few and far between for me, but it's the same with jokes. Um yeah. Like I said, if I want to, like, get inspired, I'll try to, like, put myself in an environment where I'm, like, listening to jokes. And then I'm like, okay, that's a topic that they're exploring. How can I give my take on that? Or, like, mm, you know, oh, yeah, they, they have these types of jokes. Now I'll try to write something similar. Uh, but typically what ends up happening is I think before I started doing stand-up, I didn't consider – I never considered myself a funny person – I guess I just took for granted that it was easy to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. And I just I, did, I just never noticed that other people weren't doing that because right. I was the one that was doing it. So, like, whenever I was out at, like, I don't know, a lunch or, like, a party or whatever, it is – and I, I started noticing it. Um, it's like that scene in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel where she, like, takes over the wedding and it's not – like, no one wanted her – to do a stand-up set, and she's like, now I'm going to give a toast because everyone wanted me to be here and, like, <laughs> and do this set. And they're like, no, they just wanted to, you to sit down. Um, <laughs> but, like, I, it is true. Like, the more I started doing stand-up, the more I realized I would just naturally get control over yeah. a room in a casual setting because I'm loud and I would – be talking about something to like one person and then they would laugh and then everyone would start listening. Right. Um, really, I was just having a mental breakdown and like, and, <laughs> um, you know, ranting, but it would make people laugh and then everyone would be watching me and then I would be like, well, now everyone's watching me, so I have to like hype this up. <laughs> and so typically what ends up happening is I will make the people around me laugh with something, whether it's a story or, or something I'm ranting about or whatever, because usually my comedy comes from anger. Uh, right. or frustration and then I'll be like okay that made them laugh let me see if I can bring that to the stage which is a dangerous thing to do because I think sometimes especially when you're starting out you're like I'm so funny my friends and my mom think I'm hilarious yeah and then you get on stage and you're like okay this is not your friend or your mom and they hate you yeah um but nowadays I think I just kind of I'm like okay well and even I get called out sometimes. People are like, are you testing a bit right now? I'm like, I wasn't. But now that you're laughing, this could be a bit. Yeah. to take <laughs> No, it's definitely – I mean that's that's like one way of writing is like you're just talking with friends and you have something that you're saying and all of a sudden you're like, hey, that's a, that's a bit maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I think it also – it gives you a good um, – like you're able to gauge people's interest – and so if you're talking about something with your friends and you see what's relevant to them mm-hmm. and then you can kind of turn that into something that's funny, chances are that it's going to be relevant 
if not if it's not going to be funny to an audience, at least it'll be relevant to them or they'll be able to relate to it, which I think is like kind of the first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after that, you can find ways of making it funny. But I think sometimes it's about finding the relevant topics. Mm-hmm. Making it relatable. And finding out how to connect to the audience. Mm-hmm. And then once you find that, you have an in and that is your window to be able to like try to make it funny. Yeah. But like if you can't connect with them in any way, not necessarily that you have to relate to them, but if you can't connect with them, doesn't matter how funny you are. Sometimes it's just you're not going to be able to yeah, get you're just that not gonna... through that wall. Yeah. That's very, very astute. Um, yeah. Cool. Um, do you have it, like a, any advice to like a new comedian? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just get on stage as much as you can. Because I think if I had done that sooner, I would have progressed faster. I was, like, so scared. But, I mean, I'm also speaking from someone who has a lot of stage, right? And, like I said, I still do. Um, Yeah, can confirm. Before every set, Mariah does. She goes, I'm going to throw up. And then sometimes I do throw up. Sometimes you do throw up. And then you're also just like, I'm not doing it. Yeah, sometimes I've I've actually – there have been moments where I'm like, can I run? (laughs) I've I've actually almost run before. I actually was thinking like weighing the pros and cons of like running. <laughs> One time Matt blocked the door so I wouldn't run off because I almost That's did. Yeah, hilarious and mm. not surprising at all. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Every like in the green room where I will just be like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm oh, leaving. Uh, I'm busy that day. You know, my set's in five minutes. Bye. Um. <laughs> yeah. So she doesn't ever leave though for the record no no I don't she's ever very reliable I, I am but it's it's a process <laughs> I'm always like why have I put myself through this yeah this in Edinburgh torture, she was <laughs> this pain this sadness after our first non-show in Edinburgh <laughs> oh I, I was like I'm I'm gonna die I'm leaving um <laughs> yeah it's a very it's a very love-hate relationship um I'm I always say I'm gonna quit comedy all the time that's why you should come on Saturday, because this could be my last time on stage ever. It could be. So, it could be. You know, I could die. I won't. I won't let that day. happen. <laughs> you're not dying the next no, day. No, but I'm, I'm seeing dying in a metaphorical sense. Mm, like you're. So that could be my last dying. set ever. So you should show up because you just never know. <laughs> you never. Know. I prefer to keep people on their toes. You definitely keep um, me on my toes. <laughs> I'm like that. Um, what was it? It was like wife swap. My favorite scene from wife swap where this like little boy. I love wife swap. He had this like the thickest southern accent. He's like, the I guess the lady tried to take away his bacon, and he was like, <laughs> "Don't take yeah, his bacon." Yeah, and he's like, "I'm leaving." She tried to take away my bacon. That's the last straw. And he like puts on this little top hat and like this stupid dinky suitcase and he, like <laughs> leaves. That's me. So every time, every time something doesn't work out with comedy, I'm like, "I'm leaving. I'm <laughs> never coming back." Uh, and then of course. Uh, I do. Yeah, the I amount of times say. you've said I'm I'm quitting and then <laughs> you're like, I need a break from comedy and then like two days later she's like, I gotta hit it hard. I'm going to no, Berlin. But I, but I did take I did take I did take yeah. a break. I took a break in September. I said oh, I'm only gonna host or do shows that are like not strictly stand up, like drinking yeah. drunk or like, like roast shows. battle and things like that. Um because I needed a break from doing material. Yeah. Plus, I, did, I just like I wasn't enjoying my material anymore after performing it so much. I was like, okay, I'm a robot, and um, 
it was helpful for me. So that's the other advice I would give is like listen to yourself, you know, like try to push yourself out of your comfort zone and like it's like exercise. It's the same sort of mm-hmm. thing. It is like a muscle. So you do have to like, you know, get on stage and do it as much as possible to also kind of realize that like when you bomb, it's not the end of the world because tomorrow mm-hmm. you're going to have another show or maybe you'll have another show in an hour and just like a, a day at work. Sometimes you have good days. Sometimes you have bad days. Um, so just stick with it. But then also take a break when you need a break. Like don't mm-hmm. burn yourself out either. It's not it's not worth it uh, to do that because people will notice if you're feeling dead yeah. on stage. Um, yeah, so sure. like listen to yourself and what you really want and try to have boundaries but also push yourself outside of those boundaries. For sure. For sure. That's great advice. Thank you. You're so why? I don't really feel like I'm qualified to give anyone advice. You're qualified because like, you're doing the spotlight. <laughs> sure. I'm qualified. You're qualified. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Well, that's uh, anything else you wanted to add or talk about? No, I think, um, yeah, come to Spotlight. Come watch me do stuff. Um, it's going to be fun. And, yeah, you know what? If Even if I don't perform well, we're going to have a good time. I shouldn't say that. No, I'm going to be good. She's going to be great. I'm going to be amazing. I I'm saw her great. hour, and it was fantastic. So It was sold out. It was sold FYI. out, and she crushed it. Thank you. It she was, got it was, applause breaks. It was yeah, very it was, impressive. It was, I have it on tape, if you don't believe me. so. You know. <laughs> but, but don't watch that. Watch the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a mix of old, a mix of new-ish, a uh, mix of old, old remix. It'll be fun. We're going to have a good, we're gonna have a good time. And, you know, I'll maybe we'll do a little bit of crowd work. I don't know. We'll yeah. experiment. Yeah, I love that. We're going to play. Have some fun. We're yeah, gonna we're going to clown around. If you're down to clown, come yeah. on Saturday. And, yeah. And nice. after, we can go get drunk. It'll be great. Yeah. Dry Jan's over for True. me at that time. So Dry Jan ended for me yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you had dry winter. So. I, yeah, I've been basically sober, and I was like, yeah, I know I can be sober if I want to, and I just yeah, – yeah, that's fine. Once in a while. Um, amazing. And anything else coming up that you want to plug? Your Instagram, et cetera? Um, you can add me on Instagram, Mariah B. Gerard. Um G-I-R-O-U-A-R-D, very annoying last name. Blame the French Canadians for that one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's my Insta. I run the Wednesday open mic here, Midweek Crisis, mm-hmm. uh, along with Mila Capueva, Um every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Um, so if I'm not hosting that, then I'm performing in that. Um, so I'll be here. And yeah, I've just come to Spotlight. Cool. I hope I see you there. Cool. See you there. Okay. What am I doing? Okay, stop that. Oh, I I don't know. Are you going to edit that? No. You don't edit it? I don't know. I'll see. Oh, my God. There's a lot of tangents. No tangents are good. Well, I'm not going to, like, transcribe it as an article. Like, as an article, I'll just pull out certain things, and then if people want to watch the full one. Hmm.